some a new day and then you just come in on your that's right. it. You're done for. Pancake on the carpet. <coughs> You're biked four or five years without food. All right, I've started the recording. Okay. Oh. All right. Uh, all right. Welcome to the first ever episode of Smoke with Sundays, boys. Uh, you guys are the guinea pigs. Um, so far, we are trying to test out the format. This episode is just going to be a um, quick dive into how the podcast is going to work, work out some kinks, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, yeah. To start off, let's just introduce everyone's uh, names. To start off with, we'll start with you. Yeah, I kind of like having a private life, so let's just say I <laughs> Give give us an alias. Code name, bro. Yeah, code name. Joe. Joe. Yeah. Joe what? Goldberg. Bro. Joe Goldberg. <laughs> right. Hello, Mr. Joe, Joe Goldberg. Joe How you doing? Fucking. Oh shit! I got come. Oh, I know. Joe Lightson. Joe Lightson. Yeah. Lightson. That's a cool name. Well, where where did the name Joe Lightson even come from? It's a long story. Long like, story. Literally, yeah. like I got ten kings in my lineage. Really. Yeah, I mm. should be in the royal family. Royalty then, but royalty. Every, every fucking African says that shit. How do you know I'm African though? I could Maybe. be Japanese. Fuck okay, it, that's like, your mom's like Sierra Leone or something like that. I never told you. Who you did? You never. You told me like six months ago. Six months ago. Yeah. I think you're dreaming. Introduce yourself, please. Do I need a call name too? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, I'll be like... Dante, Dante. Dante, all right. Yeah, we'll go. No, I like that. You like Dante? Joe and Dante. See, now I feel bad. I'm the only one going by my actual name, George. <laughs> yeah, but just sounds yeah, dumb. Bro. I've got jo- Dante yeah. and Joe Light- <laughs> Lightgood. What, what was it, Lightson? Lightson, yeah. I've got Joe Lightson and Dante, and now okay. it's George. Got, got. Yeah. It's the perfect balance. That's what you need. <laughs> all right, well, I mean, I'm going to start us off with a very stupid topic, but yeah, why not? Mm. Um, a conspiracy theory. Was the moon landing fake? Mmm... Mm. The flags are moving. The flags are moving. Nah, because like, I don't think so. I mean, but I mean, I get both sides. On one hand, yeah, it could be fake because it was quite old. Like, I don't know about the technological advancements that could have taken place back then. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's what would have made it like crazy for the fact that it was so old and people were actually able to create something that could go to space. Nah, because you think I kind of get it because they say, boom, like the Russians were way far ahead on everything. And then the Americans went, yeah, we're, we're on the moon now. Interestingly, I mean, yeah, no, the, the Russians were actually leading the space race. They were the first people to have a, a person up in space as well, right? What was his name? Yuri, Ga- Ga- Yuri Gagarin, something like that? I mean, I know yeah. that, but I don't know. And then, the yeah, World War Two happened. Uh, mm-hmm. They just nabbed all the Nazi scientists and said, you're either going to jail or you're working for us. And that, that's mm-hmm. kind of how they did it. I mean, that's a, the, I rate it. Like, <laughs> like big man thing, they, they just came in at the last second and said, yeah, we're going to claim the, the, the end prize. Because now... People don't remember Russia doing all the mad shit, sending people to space, doing all this. They remember the moon landing. Exactly. So they don't even get credit for no that. No one remembers Yuri Gagarin. Everyone remembers Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. Exactly. I mean, I guess it's all about you know, where you live. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's Russia. Like yeah, Russia. Yeah, but Perception's an important thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like, if you if you have so if you have the world behind you, you can you can sell almost anything. I mean, I feel like that's how most of these regimes do that shit, anyways. I mean, China, for example, man, that that country is fucked, and no one even talks about it. Like, bro, because they run shit. Made in China, bro. That's they run shit. <laughs> Man, don't understand. Pete, China run shit. We're all gonna be talking Chinese in the next hundred years, bro. I, I hope we aren't, because that that language is way too difficult to understand. Oh, exactly. I mean, it is, yeah. Because if you try, if you try looking at their alphabet, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, they it's they a, don't have an alphabet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like more of an auditory language. I don't think I'll be able to look at that. Nah, it, it makes absolutely no sense to me, man. 
uh, there's these. The, I don't remember the name of this um, North Korean woman. There, there was this podcast I was listening to recently, actually. Um, North Korean. Andrew yeah. Schultz. You know Andrew Schultz, the comedian. Yeah, I think I yeah. saw that woman. Uh, yeah, cause she's going on. Uh, oh, is it the American one? No, it's the North Korean. The one it's who's the North on, like, Korean. Every yeah, 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 exactly. And like she was talking about like North Korea in general and how she had to get out of her country. And, is like, she even real? Because I feel like she's getting promoted, so I'm like, I'm starting to question if she's even like, a. I mean, she could be a prop- propaganda piece placed by I don't know U- U.S. citizens to try and like uh, uplift some North Korean propaganda. Yeah, but at the same the time, the, 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 the stories the stories seem too sad and lifelike to be mm. to be falsified. I you feel just I mean. don't know what is real at this point. It's yeah, like, it's just a matter of what you want to believe. It's pretty scary. Yeah, no. The reason why I brought North Korea and China up was because uh, there's just, there's just a conspiracy theory that's been going around that um s- supposedly well I mean it's not supposedly it's it's true in fact um the and the entire oil supply that North Korea has or the reason why they have electricity and the reason why that country is even mm. running is from a direct pipeline that is that comes from China. China could at any point shut that off, but they still have it. Exactly. Why have they still have it? Like, why is it? Because they're beefing with America. Yeah, the US does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Korea, so nah, <laughs> the, the, the conspiracy I have is a bit different. Let's discuss this. I don't know. I might be wrong. Yeah, I right. feel like the reason why they're keeping North Korea afloat is because if North Korea didn't exist, everyone would look at China as the North Korea in the world. Hey. Ooh. It's like a little proxy state. A wow. proxy state so that they're keeping alive. Exactly. Nice. Jesus Ooh, Christ North Korea Christ. has nukes. They're gonna do stupid shit. Let's let's in the meanwhile mm. have our Uyghur Muslim concentration camps just go under the weather. Let's just have all of our Jesus like. It, it, I feel like that's what they're doing. I think realistically. your brain belongs in a museum. When you Yo, that's kind of. I don't even think about that. Yeah. That's See, deep. it's actually true because like we see North Korea. Yeah, but it's also because communism, isn't it? That's why when there was the Korean War, that's why North Korea, why China was supporting them because communism. They're like, now nah, we we gotta back our people. Uh, every country does that. Though. It's like shit. What's this country called? This South American country and the one that um, Fidel Castro is Cuba. Cuba. How like the Russians use them like Central America. You mean Central oh, America? Oh, no, same mean. difference. So it's like whenever there's a war and it involves big countries, like they're gonna try to get this other country nah, that is stuck in the mind in their nah, you, know, you know, the only thing I know about the Cuban Missile Crisis comes from that X Men movie. You know, the one where they're like, <laughs> hey, they're all those all those ships are lined up <laughs> and then Magneto <laughs> sends the fucking missiles Bro, the I'm other way. I'm what? sorry. You know what? Yeah. Fuck it. Nah, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> the Ukraine shit is the same as the Cuban Missile Crisis. It's no, just I, I completely players, agree. Right? It's just proxies. It's just different players. Mm. But they'll be like, oh, Russia, this. It's like America did the same fucking shit. The amount of attention that Ukraine's been getting recently is, uh, I feel very good, and just in general for the Ukrainian people. But like, it also saddens me a lot because I mean, there's so many other countries where the exact same thing is happening, and literally no, no one in no, the West is even talking so about it or helping. Because so many of the people that you see on TV and shit are just so ignorant of geopolitical history. It's it's fucking aneurysm and mutism. Like they just mm. understand nothing about the history of geopolitics. And they just think, oh, it's a war. It's like it's so much more than that. No, and there's so many other fucking players in the, in the area. I mean, ninety percent of the people that go to vote don't really know what it is that they vote for. They just see a guy on TV saying this and they're like, yeah. Oh yeah, and they go. I mean, uh, an- another really sad aspect is voter turnout has been decreasing considerably over every last few elections, and like, mm. it's 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 going to continue going that way. I, I don't feel vote, like so I guess it makes sense. Exactly. Like, I, like even when I when I think, do I do I want to vote? Realistically, <clears throat> not really, because there's no candidate that truly represents exactly. our views. Like, no, I'm just gonna vote for someone. I mean, you have an 80 year old in, in, in charge of a country that's probably like has the biggest GDP boy, in the world. Like, that's just that exactly. Yeah, but like even th- even that, like, this is what I mean. People, uh, so many people are just so ignorant of like the, 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 the kind of nature of politics. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. If Kamala Harris wasn't a dog shit candidate, Biden wouldn't be running. No, but I they know they can't get rid of her because she's the first black woman this. That's yeah. the other so problem. Exactly. They keep her, mm. she's the but they can't make her president. 
Exactly. So they have to leave Biden there. Mm-hmm. Man, Biden's gonna get smoked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's gonna get look. Trump or the, look, if Trump wins the nomination, he's gonna pick somebody as his VP that people like, and he's gonna smoke Biden again. And if DeSantis wins, say what you will about Trump, man. The motherfucker's a comedian. Bro, I'm I mean, telling you, the guy. The, I think like, he's on some mad shit. Ever Are since we? like the era post Obama, like American politics has just been. Jerks. No, it's not. I don't even think it's post Obama. No, I think, I think it's, it started with Al Gore and Bush. No, I'm okay. saying like that's, that was the point where the needle shifted. I'm talking about the candidates, not like the fucked up shit they did. Because no, Trump comes either. in and he's just chatting shit about build a wall, and then Biden comes in, he can't even remember. His I mean, Trump name. was vocally stupid, but I feel like the Republican candidates that came before him were politically no. incredibly see, stupid. See, that's the thing. You say that you say stupid. I don't see stupid because you see it. He's speaking in a way that appeals to a lot of people. That's mm. fair. Yeah. Because he's he's a bit like Boris Johnson that way that he speaks the way that motherfuckers in the pub speak. And that's I mean, why people couldn't get it. His target demographic of his votes was what? The the Midwest and the Midwest and historically have a very people like he wanted yeah. dumb population. You know, so if you want to appeal people, to them, exactly. Industrialized areas, you that know, was, the uh, granddad worked in the factory. Mexicans are stealing a jobs, yeah. those type of people. And the so guy you know, that. that goes to yeah. the plan meetings on Sundays. <laughs> that's what I mean, people say racist, but it's they're acting as if he didn't date black women openly. Like he, if he, oh if he, are you actually bro, about to say I'm not I'm racist? Sorry, my best friend, if bro. he's a racist, he's just not very good at being a racist, bro. I'm not. I'm not trying. The to boy was giving loans to black people and Jews in the eighties and nineties. Like, that I don't. This is not me talking people. about whether or not he's a racist. I'm just saying like the stuff that he was saying, like his agenda, like appeal to those people. I think I think Trump is a businessman before anything else. Where where he sees that he can make money, or where he exactly. sees that he can have some influence, yeah. he just he knows how to reach out yeah. to the people that he wants to reach out. I mean, there's there's a reason why his career since it transitioned the way it has, right? He went from being daddy's daddy's boy, with a, with his fucking million dollar loan, then transitioning his own empire, then going into what what, what was his show called? The Apprentice? No. Yeah, The Apprentice. The Apprentice. Then going into Comedy Central roasts, having more of a public yeah, he's public been presence. In a lot of shit, so then I going into the political landscape. Obama was taking the piss. Oh no, absolutely. I, I think I, he, I think that. he's just that petty. Yeah, but he just said, "Fuck it," you know. I just run for president. Obama did a lot for for the country, but I feel like he 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 kind of stalled a lot of the progress that was set up by the Republicans. That's a good, no, Obama. Mm. Obama to me, no, I like the guy, but he's the perfect example of like showmanship and just no substance. Like, yeah, when exactly. You actually Mr. Nice record, Guy. He he, he do that good shit, bro. Exactly. He got a Nobel Peace Prize and bombed the fuck out of Yemen. Like. <laughs> And that's no the about worst part is because like he's celebrated as this I don't know revolutionary figure just because nah, he's black. But the problem is if you take away the race and it's you focus what he purely on what he did, it, that's what it, it's what he you realize that he wasn't actually all that as hyped up. He's actually like you know said to be. It's they, pretty crazy. It's like these ideas that like, people don't realize just how significant you know the value it holds, it holds because like if you don't see him as this first black president, and you actually just look at solely in what he does. You'd be like, oh shit, that's kind of fucked. Maybe it wasn't as good as he is, but oh, you can't really separate the race from that. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. Like, people act like there isn't a continent that's had a black that's had black presidents for like exactly. thousands of years. They act like he's the first Negro individual of any country to ever yeah. be leader, which like, is not like, true at all. It's they just, just focus on the race and just everything else, all the exactly. actions. And, and the fun thing was as well, motherfuckers were like, oh yeah, but his mom's white though. He didn't grow up with that. And it wasn't until he the became president certificate. that everyone was like, oh, the yeah. black president. Mm. But you weren't claiming him when he was Literally. Mr. Obama as mm. a candidate. Yeah. He doesn't represent us, but now he does. Yeah, some, some, yeah. yeah. You guys seen what's going on in Pakistan right now? What the, 
Uh, their their former president was um, taken off presidency by a vote of insolvency by the um, court and the um, anti-corruption agency that that's run there. I mean, I don't really know much about this. We could get a better perspective from actual Pakistanis, but from what I've heard or from what I've been told to by Pakistani friends themselves is. Uh, the military essentially runs that state. I mean, that's been known for ages. The, the military has been running that state since ever since, since the partition happened, basically. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they they weren't happy with what Imran Khan was doing. Their president, uh, he's, uh, he's actually a former cricket player. Actually, he's he's he's, he's quite famous in the UK too. He's a bad boy. I mean, he married. Was it like the daughter of a billionaire? I think so. Yeah. yeah and then she converted like to Islam and everything. Yeah. We were watching like um, interviews of him mm -hmm. back in the day, and he was like, he seemed like a very chill guy, to be fair. Yeah. But you know. No, but he, he was he was trying to um he he was trying to do a lot of good for the country and the the reason why they they said that he couldn't be fit to run for president was because he supposedly um used campaign donations uh, for his own personal gain which I mean realistically all politicians are doing this shit the like, the, 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 the why the fuck why the fuck do we act like they don't all fucking do this shit? exactly Literally. like I mean it's 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 the it's the common ground like, look, like politicians are UK, politicians at the end of the day right they had that whole fitting expenses scam. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I expect you to do it. Just don't take the piss. Exactly. Right? If you fiddle expenses to buy yourself a new phone. Yeah, fuck it, man. I, I, I don't care if you have a nice... deposit down on a car. Fine. Fine. That's a couple grand. I can live with that. Exactly. I expect you to do that. I think what we are touching on right now is... Okay, now I'm finishing it's the, it, it. It just bugs me because it's just like they act like, oh, see, look, look. They, they put in the go, oh, these brown people, look how corrupt they are. It's like, you're doing the same shit here. Exactly. It's just not. It's just not being disclosed it's because just not you're much better at hiding it. Mm. You see, that's this is showing to like one of the, the biggest problems that we have at the moment. What you said, one, like the media are always looking for like, you know, a category to put a certain group of people in. Mm. So if anyone goes against that, they're not going to show what they're doing. They're going to show the minority that are doing that. And just, you know, marketize, publicize, yeah. everything that ties the fuck out of it. But at the same time, there's this thing in politics where people want like the candidate to basically be perfect. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you stole ten pounds from a homeless guy when you're young. You're an evil guy. But then th these times they're trying to vote for the guy that fucking was in involved in like child trafficking and shit like that. So it's like you have to be perfect in order to be politics. But they don't realize that the politicians are a reflection themselves. So unless we're all perfect, then we're never gonna have like the perfect candidate. So they're always gonna have something about them that you can criticize. It's just a matter of, are they saying, you know, the things that are actually going to, I don't know, progress the country as a whole? Are they actually going to improve the situation? But mm -hmm. people don't care about that. They no, just want someone that says what they want them to hear <coughs> and who's basically perfect. Yeah, but I, I said this in one of my lectures earlier this year. People like the illusion. They like It's like privacy in it, mm. right? Google knows every fucking thing about me. I've had my fucking email since I was like 10. Yeah. Just they go on TikTok when you go home. everything about me. But they'll tell me, oh, we, we're private. People like the illusion. Mm. That's why it turns Targeted advertising who, pisses me Who off. reads terms and conditions? No one literally. reads it. Like, it's fucking 180 you pages tick, long. Tick, exactly. Tick, tick. Yeah. How much? They could literally put in there, we're going to steal your first I mean, it's, it's, it's openly known that like they quite literally sell our information to advertising companies to, for targeted ads. But like, they like, tell you mm. there's privacy and everyone just continues the life. Exactly. And the worst part is for certain things, you can't it's, even like, it's a veil. go on to until you accept the cookies. So in other words, you have to accept the fact that they're going to sell your shit. So. Exactly. And, and most times when you, when you go on the, uh, on the option to decline accepting cookies, you'll see that there's like a fucking 150 of them you, you can't even no, define. You know the shit that they fucking do in Pizza Milk, right? You'll go on a website that is cookies. You say reject, you, you say like reject it. Mm -hmm. And then they bring you the list and then they put the button 
that's for accept all in a, in the colour exactly. that, that they're used and to be yeah. and then you accidentally press it and you're like, oh fuck. It's, it's basically the main now. thing you see. It's yeah. Like, they want you to And then they put, oh, we yeah. need these necessary ones for it to function. And I'm like, do you though? Do you know what it's like? You know, um, when I started this job when I was in London, and it was basically like as a set up brand ambassador. And on the ad, it said that you get like, um, it was, no, you get like a salary and then you get like commission based on the sales that you got. Mm-hmm. So I start the job, second day, we go in the car and I'm like, okay, let's start discussing the wages and stuff. And then the guy starts selling me. Yeah, but it's like, you can get paid if you want, but most people don't. And I'm like, so does that mean that I'm going to get paid? He was like, yeah, if you want to, yeah, of course. But you know, no one here does. So in other words, he was basically saying, yeah, you can get paid, but I'd rather you didn't, basically. What's the slave labor? Yeah, I had the option to get a salary, but okay. no, he wanted me to just... Oh, that's like that's another stupid thing. Mm. There's there seems to be this. Um, you have the option, but you really don't. This idea that university students have, where they have to do an internship if they want to get a job in the future. Which I mean, fair enough. You you should you should do internships. It gives you a good experience. You understand what you want to do, and yeah. exactly. But I mean, I did, for example, there's this um, friend of mine who who goes to university here as well, Durham, for context for the people in the podcast. Um, but he he essentially went back home because he couldn't find an internship here, and then decided to work for a company. And I, this entire time, I thought he was you know, getting, getting paid for it. Mm. He did three months of unpaid work where he was basically their intern just so that he could have something to write on his resume and learn nothing from it. All he did was get these people coffee. I mean, like, what, what's the point? No, because, no, like, obviously, I'm trying to do laws from vaccines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, trying to, like, even trying to get them is hard. Now, they pay you a lot of the time because you'll be there for, like, two weeks and they'll pay you. But it's like you're immediately at a massive disadvantage. Mm-hmm. The way that the way the applications work, you're just like some of the people, bro. I knew, I know this girl who's applying to do it. This girl's done this back scheme here. She she writes articles for these people. She does this, and I'm thinking, how the fuck? This girl's on TV, man. She goes yeah. on Sky News. How, how do I compete with that? Exactly. It's if like we're both going for the same job, what? Because I did some charity work in Cameroon. That, that no you cares. can't even like fact check. Yeah. Because mm. I've got one picture of it somewhere. Oh yeah, that, me- that it's not equivalent. So you just you just get put at this disadvantage. There and when you tr- level foot in the door. No, because even to get the internships, a lot of the times you have to have already done exactly. mad shit. And, and you're like, how yeah. do I even get my foot in the door? It's basically like a reflection of the world of work. I mean, we all know this, but it's like when I think about it, it's just ridiculous. No, like, even one of my family members, he he he's a lawyer in London, and he was saying to me, my boy. Mm. Just get the fucking contract somewhere. Privatized industries and education in general have made everything like that would make childhood or just growing up interesting now so commodified and robotic where you have to do these certain steps to earn, I don't know, 30K a year in the UK in a country where the cost of living keeps increasing fucking ridiculously. Barely be above sea level, basically. We leave it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, this this, this brings me to another topic I wanted to talk about. Um, Education in general. Education in general is getting overpriced constantly i mean like, like mm. prices for education are rising almost every year oh, yeah. meanwhile is the like quality really improving this new thing that they're bringing in this so basically we're going to be paying more essentially like for fees and then you're going to be getting less in loan basic so in other words you're going to graduate with more in debt than ever before yeah and like the, my, my, my question is are you really learning enough during that time where you're spending all this well, money to actually help you in the real world yeah like you think i mean the lecturers are they just pay the fucking lecturers man like seriously I was talking to I was talking to my business advisor about it. 
And he was saying about really it's about it's about paying pensions. Apparently they've completely slashed everybody's pensions. And he was telling me if he works standard lifetime retires at retirement age, mm-hmm. he'll be he'll be earned, he'll get below poverty line pension. And then where's the incentive for him to teach his students? Meanwhile, we're also paying a shit ton of money, and we're, we're, our incentive is why isn't our teachers teaching us properly? And he is getting like paid like two million a year. This guy that comes into the uni like once a year, lives somewhere in Dubai, has no connection, no affiliation, nothing at all to the uni, just coming in just to check up. It's just ridiculous. Like yeah. Even the library, I was talking to the guys, like, they've got like, they had like a gas leak. Like half the fucking plugs don't work in the library. Do you know how vexed I am when I go to the library, right? It's mad busy. You're looking for seats. You find a seat that's all right, and the mm. plug doesn't work. <laughs> it's like, I know I'm going to be here for like six, seven hours. I need a plug for my laptop. Yeah, and yeah. now I have to hang around like a dickhead, <laughs> waiting for somebody to move so I can steal their seat. That's the worst thing, going to the library, like when you need that, the right seat. Because Bear Man, are, Bear Man are just look at, like they'll look up and they just see you kind of wandering around like a dickhead. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? Mm, and I'm like, I'm a real creature of habit like that. I kind of sit. I kind of have like a couple of seats where I sit. Same. Like, I have to s- sit at those particular seats. And if there's people there, there, I'm like, mm. you fucking dick. I'll be honest, I can never study in the library. Every, every time that I've tried to, I, I just constantly just talk to other people. Because I'll just see so many people I know, and I'll just, I'll just, I'll spend like two hours communicating mm. with no, other I people rather see, than doing the work. Yeah, that's a, that's a draw, man, bro. I need to, I'm trying to learn to shut the fuck up. It's not working, but we'll get there one day. <laughs> like, no, like, I just, I'll run in into people. the very people. distant future. You know what I mean? I'll run into people, and it's like, yo, and then... Mm. Maybe I haven't seen them in like two months, and then I need to know what they've done for two months, mm-hmm. and I, they need to know what I've done for two months, and then you're just there for like a fucking hour. This happened like what last what was it like a couple of days ago? Yes. This is what it is. So library, mm-hmm. li- the library and every me, other day is no the library for me. I try and go in headphones, mm. eat, and then go do my work. I think the best way to be productive at library is just to go on your own. It's either that or you have a friend who just doesn't talk to anyone when they go. Like, yeah, they just like focus. If you're really there with somebody who's like, like I've, I've, I've gone to live with people who are like super duper honest. Mm. Like, I, there were, there were uh, two, I'm thinking of two different girls, but mm. they were like super headphones in, zoned in. And you're like, I can't even, there's not, there's not even any point in me trying to have a conversation because yeah. you're, not, you're not even engaged. Exactly. Like you so need I, that I've got to do my work. Yeah. yeah. But if I go there with someone who's a bit kind of, Joe's walk by it, you'll just end up just wasting your fucking around. Yeah, exactly. You'll talk about the last NBA game. You'll talk about fucking yeah, Premier League. You'll talk about, words and you'll talk about the, the, idi- the idiot word. thing you did in the club yesterday. Mm. And, and then two, three hours go by and you've barely done anything. And then you're like, fuck. How's, how's productivity been like for you guys in the last three years? Uh, oh, God. I mean, hmm. I mean, I'm in a unique position, I think, for it. Because I got my ADHD diagnosis like beginning of March. Okay. So I didn't have that for a long time. Okay. So I thought it was totally normal uh-huh. to have a 24 hour exam yeah. and spend the entire 24 hours. Yeah. Like the exam would start nine and I'd have my shit in at 8.59 the yeah. next day. I'm bringing the toothbrush, toothpaste, <laughs> baby wipes and shit to the library. <laughs> Cause you know, you get that like acidic mouth thing. Yeah. I'm in the yeah. toilet, like brush, chatting to all the guards. How you doing bro? At like two in the morning. I thought that was normal. I thought it was normal to do all your assignments mm. all, all nighters the day before. And then you're realizing, oh, this is not normal. And then mm. they come and say, yeah, yeah, you've got this. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I've kind of... So this is a very interesting perspective, ADHD. Uh, how, like, how does your phone affect you with that, then? Well, I've, 
I think music hurts you. I music, music okay. Who the fuck can talk? Okay. Yeah, I know it's tough. And does it help or hinder? Do you think? Because this is this is a debate I've had with my parents for the longest time. Whenever yeah. I say I'm listening to music, they're like, No, then you're not I really studying. Mm, I can't. No, I can't study without listening to music. Like, I have to have music. Yeah, I, for me, for me, I'm too like. What's the word I'm looking for? Like too. Hectic, chaotic. No, like I have really like. Mm. My hearing and my vision is like like if I hear anything, I'm like on it. If I see something move in my peripheral, I'm on it. So the music almost just You're easily distracted. Yeah, the music just kind of tunes out the kind of noise mm-hmm. and gives me a, a thing to focus. It does mean sometimes I'm just sat in the chair. But couldn't the music also just be the noise? No, because at least it's consistent noise. Okay. Because my thoughts will just go everywhere. Same. Whereas the noise is very consistent. Like I'm in my head a lot. Like yeah, the noise. My is just b- brain is just like in the clusterfuck. Because I'm probably listening like to a song I've listened to twenty five times yeah. before. Yeah. So I might be two stepping in my seat. Literally, I need to be in that mindset, otherwise I just can't do the shit. Nah, like. what, what type of music helps you study then? Kind of, kind of everything, I think. It used to be, I could only listen to, like, things I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. So like, I remember last year exams, man, I listened to like a bunch of albums. Okay. I'd find the artist that I like, and I'd just say, fuck it, right? We're going to listen to these Outkast albums or these yeah. Kanye West albums. I listened to, yeah. um, okay. what's her face? Camila Cabello came out with an album. Camilla. That shit was pretty good, you know. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, that album was pretty Spanish good. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. See, here's my problem with that, right? Whenever I listen to mus- musicians that I actually enjoy, I tend to get distracted immediately and you I'll just think about the lyrics, singing, I'll start singing, yeah. I'll like I'll be like, Oh, what's the next song I like from this yeah. guy? And I'll just like deviate that way. Recently I've been doing this thing where I, all I listen to when I'm studying is hard techno. And it honestly helps because like it, it gets you wired. You, you just keep hearing a, like a fast beats per minute rate no, ratio. That, like if you're reading, I, I, it I makes you like read more and more. Music, no classical lyrics. music. Okay. Like, no, yeah, li- like that's what I'm saying. Music without lyrics, I feel, is way better for studying. I feel like I'm I almost this guy. no, because I feel like I almost need the stimuli. Mm. I almost okay. need I almost need like two. It's like what, if I'm on my like PlayStation at home, mm. I've usually got some YouTube video on about geopolitics and Russia. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll have the two things going on. Yeah. So. I almost need this. I almost need the extra stimuli. That I can't relate to. Do you think our generation is just fucked in general because of that? I mean, ADHD is something, something, mm-hmm. something that's becoming a lot more common. Like it's, it's. I think, I think this. Our phones have a big, big, big reason to play in that. There's just so much distraction you know, we think, have. I think it's always been like this. Like it's always been around. Just like all those other like mental problems. It's only that because now we're in like the social media like surveillance world. Like you can actually see the effects of it. For yeah, instance, no, you, you like can literally like track your phone use. In the past, I mean. you couldn't, I don't know, say, yeah, he's going out to fucking at the mi- medieval times. He's mm-hmm. going out with a sword to train every day. So yeah. he must have ADHD. Whereas today, I don't know, if a guy's just fidgeting in class, doing this, grabbing his phone, he's doing that. We have like ways more, I don't know, productive ways of actually seeing the effect. No, but I, I think that's a two-edged sword, right? Because mm-hmm. the, the point I was trying to make was... Um, the reason why we're seeing that happen a lot more now is because we have a lot more stimuli to try and distract ourselves with. Like, there's so many things that we can just like look at, and there's, there's so much more to do. Like in the med- medieval times, mm-hmm. what well, you go out, you hunt for food, you fucking yeah, but that, yeah, like, no, there's, there's not true, much like, else. Simpler times. No, because I think yeah, but I, I agree. Simpler times is like you have to consider the way things have changed. Like, if you didn't go out and you stayed in bed all day in fucking 15 AD, Boy. you're gonna die. Cause you you're not eating anything. Yeah. You have to go out and get it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, my fifteen because they have. So comfortability have has a huge play, p- part. Yeah, to play I think no, I think these things would have always existed, but the the movement like you think for example, 
one of the things I'm, I've, I've known about ADC is having very, like I'm very aware of sounds and mm. lights and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can imagine back when you were hunting fucking animals and stuff, that would probably be, it would be really useful to have somebody mm. who was like, around the YouTube tutorial. So yeah, how they've you got like really in tune hearing. Yeah. It's probably very useful to have that person. Yeah. That's like how they were saying like psychopaths and stuff. Mm. If you're going to raid a village, kill all the men and take all the women and stuff it's probably very useful to have people who are like that who aren't going to feel anything about it yeah. but it's as the world shifts and suddenly we're not raiding people and we're not like having to hunt I mean, people in the wild and stuff I don't Those, think people were ever hunting you know people think? in the wild but yeah <laughs> no, like animals and yeah, stuff animals, like yeah. gazelles and shit I don't know you know what I think about it I think this is just like a reflection of just humans in general the world is like we strive for perfection in pretty much everything mm. like we all want this perfect society without taking into, into account the fact that one man's head in a paradise is another man's hell and stuff like that so the way i see it is every time there's like a, we make a significant like leap in everything technology media whatever it is as long as like the advantage outweighs the disadvantages then i think it's fine yeah because what you were saying about back in the medieval times if you didn't go out you didn't get to eat yeah. Today you can literally stay inside, get dominoes all day, and you'll be fine. I mean, obviously, as it's you know disadvantages because you might course, be yeah. fat. Basically. I mean, uh, the, uh, but the uh, thing one, one parallel you can think like about that, with basically. that though is obesity. Obesity is the highest it's ever been, and why is that? Because it's so easy to get food. Now. That's the problem. It's like we, it, it's like we are so I don't know advanced as a species that we can either do one extreme or the other extreme. I think as it's a generation, either we have no food or we have a lot of food mm-hmm. at our disposal. Either we have no very little entertainment or just for like the nobility or whatever or it's just everywhere around us it's like mm-hmm. we can't we have to just go o- over the top yeah, people growing in, like people hundreds of years ago like the average height was like five seven for a man and like i don't know many people were that high you think about um like jack johnson they they called him like the galveston giant or something yeah he wasn't really that big he was like six mm-hmm. foot exactly which is not at the sure. time yeah he was yeah, a massive but, but at the mm-hmm. time exactly. like that's that, that was like when most people were like five seven yeah, yeah obviously He's a big guy, yeah. but now I mean he was what heavyweight champion. You think about heavyweight champions now? Uh, much Tyson Fury is like Tyson six, Fury. ten, six Fuck nine. Him. What's what's his, what's his Anthony name? Joshua, the, the, six, six. the Nigerian nightmare. Um, uh, what? Um, Ngannou. Ngannou. He's yeah, a like six, monster, six, six, man. Right? He's like an ax- yeah. actual monster. He's, he's, like, he's built like a tank. Right. Like the heavyweights are now big and yeah. heavy. <laughs> No, like the last, the last. Like, like Muhammad Ali was a uh, heavyweight man. He, was he wasn't. Like he wasn't really that big. No, he, he was, was like, literally six feet. Like, yeah, I think he was two when he something like that. Yeah, he wasn't taller than six feet. Yeah, he wasn't like. He wasn't. No, like but you think you think even like that kind of thing. You think the last, the last good boxer who wasn't the last good heavyweight who wasn't like six foot seven mm. was was Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, yeah, because he's the most recent one. He was like what five ten. Yeah, he's under six foot. Yeah, he was like five ten. Yeah. I mean, he was built like fucking. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to scrap him, Gow, but yeah. I've seen that video of him um, after prison with his eyes um, against that opponent of his where, like... Oh, Peter McNew! Yeah, that that fight terrified me, man. Like, imagine having to go up against Mike Tyson. Like, that, that that's... I wouldn't, I wouldn't even... I mean, he's crazy. I'd wave the white flag immediately. This guy will bite your ear off. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to Mad man. against him. Re- uh, cool enough, like, recently he's, he's, he's been on this um, shrooms journey. 
where he just takes a shit ton of shrooms almost and every day. It, and like he's in this, yeah, 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 like just a, a bunch of different psychedelics. And his, his brain now, if you look at it, is so strange because he genuinely fears the man he was before. Like he just openly comes out on like these different like shows and podcasts and talks mm. about it. And he's like, it's having wild. taken psychedelics, like he would never want to be that same person again. He wants to stay as far away from that person as possible. Like he genuinely looks at that old version of himself and is terrified. I mean, that's what it is in boxing, it's like, it's quite scary if you think about the mindset you have to be in, to go into a ring, not want to, you know, step out any fight, but just tell yourself, I want to basically knock the shit out of this guy's face. Like, like he openly says, I, 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 I've been trying for the longest time to try and switch off that killer instinct in my brain, and it's so difficult. Like, imagine yeah, having yeah. that as a human being. Like, I mean, that's, that's great. Like, yeah, but I don't think, I don't think, I think everyone has that. I think it's just, can you... Yeah, but they so have to it's channel to the, it. No, yeah, it's to the degree. Mm. It's to the degree. Like you have to stay in that. You, know, you hear about like some kid gets stuck under a car, and then some like five two, like fifty kilo woman lifts this massive four by four. Son, yeah. Right. I think everyone's got that, but it's just a question of is that accessible to you? I think if you're in combat sport, you kind of need to have that. Yeah. You can't. You're, you're kind of you're kind of forcing that fight or flight instinct to come out rather yeah. than just like it just happening when it should be happening. That's why they they're continuing the fight when like what was it Muhammad Ali had that fight where his jaw was broken mm-hmm. and he's still going, like and you think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. They just have to stay in the mindset. Yeah, I think it's that journalist the mindset of it. Like okay, I'm keep going. It's very rarely that they don't. I mean, there was that guy. Um, his name, Polish guy, who had the fight Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson broke his orbital. And the guy quit the fight in the second round. Yeah. He just said, I'm out. And people were booing him. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and the doctors were like, yeah. yeah, you would have died. Like, an orbital yeah. bone fracture can, can be devastating, man. You can you can completely lose sight of, like an entire eye with that. Because yeah. the one one wrong position of where that bone breaks, it can, it can, I mean, it can, the, it the can just, cut off your iris. The guy threw yeah. in the towel, he's like, I can't do this. And then he went to the hospital, and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you take another hit, then mm-hmm. you'll probably be dead. That's just scary about like combat sports as well like the risks involved just like i agree but i think there's risk in in like every sport like Bro, I, you're literally punching someone yeah of course but of course okay let me give you an example right you play football mm. you could get kicked in the head yeah right there's a risk of that or like my ankles are fucked from playing football from rolling them from having them stood on yeah but there's a guy who got two concussions this season I mean, even that as well. Like, yeah, the like risk involved in that. But, that's it, but there's very few sports. You look at golfers. Like most professional golfers, end up with like, with most their injuries backs. tend to be yeah exactly. Yeah, they end up with terrible yeah. backs later on in life. Or you look at like bodybuilders. You look at um, oh, what was his name? Like Ronnie I mean, Coleman. Ronnie Coleman. And he's yeah, like in wheelchairs yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. to be fair, right? I think I think that's a different story. He as well. I think steroids had a huge part. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, was a bit. But he wasn't very normal. Yeah, but I don't do steroids. Movies well. I get what you're saying, but it's like I feel like there's like a the governor, there mm-hmm. should be like a degree. Cover California. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'm all for it, but at the same time, I see the other side of it. It's like there should be a degree to what we consider normal, as to you know, not normal. Like it's punching someone's face repeatedly, knowing there's a chance that you could literally kill them. The same threat level as fucking running around. No, the pitch. but I think. I'm one of these people who think I, I think like I'm playing devil's advocate. No, but I think fi- no, because I think physicality is is just mm. innate to to humans. Mm. I think it's just it's just a medium that we've always had. Mm. I think once once you know the first guy realized that he could cave someone's head in with a stone, mm. they were like, oh shit, and then suddenly it's a spear, and then it's you know a bow and arrow and all that. Okay, stuff. this actually brings me to something I really wanted to talk about. Oh, uh, Chimp Empire. Have you watched this documentary called Chimp Empire? No. 
Planet of the Apes. Or yeah, it, kind of like Planet. It, it, it genuinely, it literally is humans. Planet of the Apes. Imagine Planet of the Apes, but like, like you're watching apes in the real world and how they behave and act. So it's 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 the biggest indigenous population of apes um, in the entire world, chimps basically, uh, in this uh, village, uh, this forest, rainforest called Ngogo. And uh, they they are probably the smartest animals besides us to ever exist. I I I, I say this hands down. Like they, a they share ninety eight percent of our DNA, and like you just look at their like facial expressions, the way they're they communicate in society. They're so human like, man. It's terrifying. Mm. Like they have so many similar aspects to what we would consider humanity, mm. but they're still so different because they have that violent tendency. Like they something pisses them off, they go boom boom boom, kill until dead. No, but I think I think we don't do that because social contract that's what it is it's social contract because trust me i'm i'm sure there's plenty of people who would have liked to have took a swing took a swing at me bro and there's plenty of people i'd like to swing at oh, but social contract says that you can't do that that's wrong mm-hmm. and if you do that you will face repercussions for it. yeah there's that's what that's where the law comes in yeah isn't it? Th- like that's the difference yeah if they all came if all those chimps were like right we agree on these set of rules then they will be the same. like yeah, but even if that's a good point you just made, but if you think about it, that's what makes us, you know, like, I guess, in a way, superior to animals. For the fact that we can agree on these things, that even though, yeah, I can do it technically, but there's going to be repercussions. At the same time, you're ac- accepting it. It's not, it's not a thing where you're going to fucking knock a guy out, and then the feds come and you're like, no, I don't want to be arrested. How dare you arrest me? You know that if you do this, there's going to be consequences, but mm. you're going to accept it, because mm. that's just how it is. We have, yeah, but that's forethought, right? I mean, that's, that's, uh, the, the, I think the biggest part of that is forethought. We, we actually, we actually yeah. think before we make our mm. actions, whereas most of these, these animals... Not even that. I don't think chimps would go to prison willingly. Yeah, exactly. Basically. I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, I know, you're saying, like, forethought, like, that's what they have, like, crimes of passion mm-hmm. about. Because yeah. you're not thinking about it. Exactly. You're, you're acting on it. Yeah. And I think the law is, like, that agreed upon... Yeah. It's that contract, isn't it? It's, it's, it's us saying, okay, I might want to punch you in your mouth, mm. and you probably want to punch me in the mouth, but we both know that mm. everyone else is going to make yeah. an issue, so now we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Even if I do do it, and I get arrested, I'm not going to fight. I'm going to accept it, because yeah. I knew that that's this my, is the consequence. That's my penance for it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to deviate the conversation just a little bit, but we'll, we'll stay on the topic of sports <laughs> and just combat sports oh, in general. Okay. But uh, that. Is is there any sports media slash film that like really resonates with you? Ali. Ali. Okay. Yeah. Ex- explain. Give, give me some fun. Okay. I mean, it's gonna be sound very I don't know weird, but mm. it's just like the music, like the the main song in it. Yeah. Um, it's by something Kato. Okay. I just like whenever I just picture the song, cause, like scenes from the movie, like the final scene. Yeah. When I think he was in Zimbabwe or Rwanda. Like he was in the stadium and everyone just going Ali Ali mm-hmm. or something and it was just like imagine the rush that might come with that man. You're in the center of a like ring and there's like there's like fifty thousand people around you just shouting your name like like that that must give you some crazy adrenaline. Like no wonder these guys are able to perform after getting hit the way they get hit. No, nah, but I feel like that would be dumb. I think. No, I just think it's you know because I think that because a lot of it's on if you can accept that praise. Yeah. Like if you and yourself believe that. And you can accept that praise. So that's self doubt, then, right? Yeah, it's like you and yourself. It's like um, if you see yourself like, yeah, I'm, I'm that, I'm that guy. Mm-hmm. Then you'll enjoy it. But mm-hmm. I think it's the whole thing. It doesn't matter how many times someone tells you that you're beautiful. If you don't believe that, now, the way I think of it is, it's a self fulfilling prophecy, right? If, if you're, if you're, you're only going to be entering the ring if you think you can actually win the fight. I mean, mm-hmm. who's going to enter the ring without thinking they can win the fight? Yeah, you kind of like need to. Otherwise, you've you got to believe in yourself, right? Because if you don't believe in yourself, you're going to fucking lose. Like, there's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a guarantee. You, you like, 
you're not gonna just counter strike thinking, oh maybe if I do that. No, you gotta actually go in thinking I need to fucking kill this guy yeah, too. That's, well, that's, that's, that's what that's sport is. It's that's just mental a mental thing. thing. No, but that's that's what mental they have like, like alter egos and shit. Because I think I think they say it's to get in the right mindset, but I think it, I, for me, I think the alter ego thing is about the person I am normally. I don't believe that person could win. I don't believe that person is good enough to do that. Mm-hmm. But this this kind of character I create, that person can do that. That person is this, that person is that. It's either that or I think it could be like a reflection slash extension of who you are as a person. Because if you think about it, like I think a lot of people like get into sport, especially like when you keep talking about like the killer instinct and stuff like that, I feel like they genuinely are borderline psychopaths because like the mindset you have to be in like certain scenarios, you have to basically think you're better than everyone else. Like, I am the shit, basically. Need it's that. all about me. I think need that. Like, it's just, like the in ego is just window. inflated. Like. Playoff Jimmy, man. <laughs> Sorry, that's just a basketball reference. No, but I think in any in any kind of like medium where you have that level of competition, whether that be music or whether that be sport, I think mm. you have to. I think the people who are like the pinnacles of sport, they have to be like sport and music. They it have be to the be the highest level. You a have little to, bit, yeah, exactly. Psych- psychopathic, yeah. They have to have some kind of trauma in their life or anything exactly. like that. They're not the most normal people you're going to No, they have to be. You need that. You need that level of like mm. dysfunction to actually get mm. to where you need to be. To be, the, to be those people that are remembered as like, oh, I remember when so-and-so dropped that album or I me- do you remember mm. that fight that so-and-so had? Exactly. They'll be remembered because they're just a little bit not right in the head. There's this, there's this thing that... Um, yeah, that's a very fucking example. There's this thing that one of my teachers always used to say back in high school. Adversity creates opportunities. I feel like I, the, the people who are at that highest level, whatever that medium might be, sport, business, music, whatever it is, they, they, I feel like they've all gone through instances in their life where they have been pushed back to the wall to a certain point where the only thing they have left is to fight back. And through fighting back, basically. they realize, holy shit, I actually have something here. You have nothing left. Yeah. Nothing else left to lose, basically, mm-hmm. in this moment. Do you, think, do you think our generation is too coddled in that way? I feel like we're stepping into a direction where the, 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 the children that we're raising tend to be given everything and they, 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 don't, they don't see hardship and adversity as much as they used to. Then again, is it such a bad thing? I feel like it is. I mean, like, re- realistically, if it, like, it, you can see that in today's culture as well. People are so much more sensitive to what would otherwise be considered normal now. Yeah, but that is like... It's kind of needed, though, I think. I yeah, think there's like, like a lot of levels to it. Because, like, yeah, for certain things, I feel like people can be a bit sus sometimes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like certain, like, you know, like, reactions to certain, like, issues are, like, justified. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I, I agree with all like of that. Yeah, it depends on context, yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I can speak for me and say that mm-hmm. the hardships I have had, some of them have gone a very long way to molding me into how I am about things. Mm. But there's other ones where I go, yeah, I really didn't need to go through that. Yeah. I didn't. Re- mm. There's not the lessons that I learned exactly. from that yeah. did not outweigh the suffering I went through as a result. Mm. Okay. And I, I think. But has it better prepared you to nev- never be in that situation again? Let's say heartbreak. I mean, that's just the most simple way I could put heartbreak, it in, yeah. right? Heartbreak. <laughs> you, you like if, if you if you have heartbreak, you now know that's something you avoid in the future. No, no, no. Yeah. Cause I, heartbreak is one of the things where it's like it's a, when emotions are involved, it gets a bit sticky. Yeah, because okay. you can logically know something and, and yeah, and still but and your heart still says emotionally otherwise. don't believe. Yeah, it. yeah I know. Like, I know. I can speak for me. Like, I think heartbreak is always going to be a risk. I think yeah. when you put yourself out there like that, when you expose that level of emotion 
that heartbreak is always there. Now I can say there's degrees to it, depending mm. depending on how much you invested, how much of a connection you have with this person. Mm. I can think of I can think of girls, you know, I I can think of I can think of one girl now, dated her a while ago. We dated for a very brief period of time. We should not have been dating. Neither of us were in the right place in our life, in our mentality. We both been through some shit not that long before we met each other. We were kind of almost a a, a, a nice thing in our life at the time. Mm. Now I felt very strongly about her. I did, but we were not compatible, and I know that, and I knew that at the time. But I was in such a bad mental place for me that heartbreak. When she then was like, "Oh, I'm done," blah, 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 that affected me so much more mm-hmm. than I think. Then I go, it probably should have. Mm. Yeah. Because I was already in a bad place to start with. So a lot of it, a lot of it is, is our old proverb about beware the beware the naked man who hands you a shirt. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is learning to be good in yourself first. And I'm, I've made that mistake a lot, and that's something I'm trying to correct yeah. now. Is going in and having that self love be replaced by someone else showing you that. So then you're relying on other people. To make you feel like you're worth something, yeah. And I've done yeah. that, and yeah. I lost that, and that fucks you up even more because mm-hmm. not only have you lost the relationship, mm-hmm. it's like damn, you made me feel like I was worth something, yeah. And then you lose that, mm. and they're continuing their life, but you were like, damn, like I thought, there I was thought, something there, yeah, right? exactly. It's not even, it's not, it's not even something there because I don't, I don't think that's necessarily like your statement, but I think when they're not directly there, then you start going, what's wrong with me? Okay. What did I do? What am I doing? back to focus on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I think I've always done that. I've always had that issue where, and that's trauma shit. That's trauma response mm-hmm. where, whenever anything goes wrong, oh, it's on. I I need to find a way. Because I think as well, it's about you can control that. Yeah. If I say, oh yeah, shit, like, oh, I fucked X Y Z, and you can then go, well, I did that. I have control of that. But when it's not you, because I, I I think about the heartbreaks I've gone through. Like mm-hmm. I don't. I don't Nigga, I don't leave girls. Girls leave me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's overwhelmingly not my shit. Yeah. Like this compatibility, girl. Yeah, that wasn't my shit. Yeah, it wasn't. But I blamed myself for it for a long time, mm. and it took a long time for me to get to a point where I could look at it and go, "Oh shit!" Like that's that's her her stuff. Yeah. I mean, circling back, I, I feel like what you're doing right now in general is what I was trying to say earlier. You've, you've, you've learned from it. You've grown from it. So even if you think that the, the adversity wasn't really worth that outcome, like, you you know so much more about yourself now, don't you? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it's, it's not only for me, I can say it. I'm one of these people where I, take, I have to make the same mistake a lot before I learn. Mm-hmm. And I realize now that so much of my suffering has been because of my own mental health. And not really anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. I think about heartbreaks I've gone through, and I'm like, I've prolonged my pain because my own mental health is telling me, "See, you're not even worth shit. Like, this is on you. You get paranoid." Like, I started thinking so many. Like, I started thinking big groups of people just hated me. Yeah. Because I've convinced myself of that yeah. that person will be part of that group, and I go, everybody in that group. Yeah. They hate me. Everybody thinks I should get hit by a bus, and the likelihood is it's not true. Not sure at all. Exactly. It's not. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think anyone cares enough to feel. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's like, a but it's it's a, it's a pa- it's a paranoia thing yeah. where you go, oh shit, and it takes a long time to kind of see that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I see it, and I know it's bullshit. You recognize mm-hmm. it, but you still feel. But that. I still yeah. go, oh no, that's exactly. true. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
I know exactly the You know what I'm talking about? I, c- I mean, I can't really, like, divulge why it is that I started feeling that, you know? Yeah, you know, but you know what I'm talking about. Listen. Yeah, it's like, you know it's not true, but at the same time, it feels so real. It feels like... It's like, I know it, like, you're telling yourself, this is not, this is not real, but then you hear them, you're like, yeah, they're definitely saying this about me. Though. No, it's not even that. It's not it's even like, that. Yeah, For they me. Feel, it's like, you think that you know what, you know what reality is, but at the same time... It makes you so convinced... Mm. That even when you are shown evidence to the contrary, like yeah. okay, I'll give you an example. I've convinced myself a group of people hate me. I won't divulge, but I was like, oh, these people hate me. Mm. But I was constantly having good interactions with people in the group. Yeah, exactly. Chatting about football, chatting mm. about really chatting. About, but that in my head, at the back in my head, I'm yeah. like, you're in on the conspiracy. Mm. Yeah. You're out to get me. Mm. There's so, you know something that I don't know. This is that's why. Yeah. And yeah, there'll there'll be people in that group who don't like you who want interact. And then when you see them, and that's almost a reinforcement, because you're like yeah. this person I'm chatting to, that who I'm cool with, the, the person I'm cool with, also hangs out with these people who aren't cool with me. Exactly, it's like you just group everyone in one. Yeah, so it even just becomes already there before yeah. that. Yes. You just group all of it. It just becomes if you are yeah. even tied to this person. Exactly. Things that would have been in. like that regardless. You're lumped in. You just basically. And it sucks because it, it, then yeah. what it does is it almost isolates you. It's a free and the worst part is we tend to almost do that to ourselves most of the mm. time. Oh, like we, we just like yeah, put up these images in our head that we can't get rid of, and then we yeah. just constantly think of those images. No, because for me, I know I've made mistakes in relationships with people that had nothing to do with them because I felt I couldn't, even though they give me no reason to doubt them. Mm. You just your mind won't let you sit. It's looking for threats. You're so used to looking for threats that that comfortability, Mm. there's something against it. Mm. And I think it sucks because I think, you know, I think about those where I'm like, we could have had something for the ages, bro. And, now don't get me wrong, again, like I've said, like, it's not just me, like, and that's also another thing you have to realise that other people have got this shit going on. Mm. But I think a big thing for me is looking at the shit that I did and saying, okay, like, what could I have done differently? Why did I do X, Y, Z? Because I think you can't suppress emotion. It's like clay. If you have a ball of clay in your hand, and you can try molding it however you no, want. No, like if you, have a bo- yeah, if you have a ball of clay, you can mold it from there. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. put it on the little spinny thing and whatever. But if you take that clay and you squish it in your hand, you're trying to suppress it, but mm-hmm. now it's shooting out yeah. the cracks of your hand, and now yeah. you've got a lump here, yeah. a lump here. It doesn't matter, especially big emotions like love, like anger, those, they don't, Suppress. The more they you suppress it, the worse it They comes manifest out, right? elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. They come out and they, I think about, you know, if, if I'm angry at someone, it will come out, I'll snap at somebody else for no mm-hmm. reason. Or I'm just in a bad mood, or, or I, I'm not productive. Or, yeah. or, There's or, always yeah, a knock on the Love day. is the same. Yeah. I might not say something, but the way I'm acting, yeah. Yeah. I think about my actions and I go, oh, you look back on it and go, I'm doing that out because mm. I'm trying to push this down yeah. and it's coming out in terms of the I'm worst doing this, part I'm doing that. Is that even though you know you don't want to do it? Because like you're feeling this emotion at that point in time, you're not gonna you're gonna keep doing this thing that you know you shouldn't be doing. There have been a lot of times where I've suppressed emotions myself, and like they've come out in the wrong way, and then in 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 the process of also ruined relationships that I should probably shouldn't have, mainly because of my own actions and me thinking things that weren't even happening in the first place. And then you look back, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. There's so many things I could have done and said differently. It's it's crazy. We we went from favorite sports movie and talking about Ali to this. (laughs) I I love it. I love it. Yeah, but I think I think it's like. Because with love and relations, man, it's it's, it's a lot more complicated, mm-hmm. you know. It's a lot more complicated. I, I, I think time is not a thing. 
people turn what time is a social construct? <laughs> no, 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 it's not, it's not, it's not like you can you can know someone for a week. Yeah, and I feel like you've known them for years. Yeah, yeah. And you can be with someone for ten years and it won't be the same. And then feel like they're a stranger. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't like. I don't, I don't view it through that lens. I think when you you can meet people. I'm not a lover for a sight guy, but I think no, I am. I think no, because I think when well, I, when I yeah, when I talk mm. to you, I can very quickly yeah figure out like you just all I'm about it. Like I can yeah. think you know where whereas there's, there's been times where it's like I meet someone, I'm like, yo, no, we just don't vibe. Mm. Yeah, like n- like yeah, not even that, but it's sometimes like it's like yo, like there's something about this person I can't explain. I can't explain it. And you sound like a crazy person trying to tell people. They're like, what are you talking about? It's like, I don't know how to tell you in a way that you'll understand. You can only feel it. It's visceral. It's 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 a visceral energy that you feel that you want to try and solve. Yeah. Yeah. No one else can understand it, but you know, and and nine times out of ten, the other person knows. Yeah, they know, you know, and I think... There's just something in the air. I also think that's kind of scary, man. I'm going to be real, like, Mm. being with someone that you you connect with on that level it's scary man it's you're scary so it, no, it's scary it's not even just the vulnerability it's like if you're not right in yourself mm. you don't know how to receive that i can say for me i got shown so much love and i didn't i didn't know how to receive it because mm. in myself i didn't i almost don't feel like you deserve it mm-hmm. like why why do you want to see me yeah. i don't deserve this i'm not yeah. good enough yeah you, you, in your mind you're like exactly. I, said, I said this to me before i said there's nothing you can say about me that's gonna be worse than what I say to myself. Mm. So when you meet someone who's like, especially in that romantic, it, 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 could, it could be friendship as well, but in a romantic context, yeah, yeah. who's on it like that, you're like, nah, you, you're not supposed, you're, you're supposed to like not, mm. I'm supposed to be proving myself because I'm not that. You have to prove that you're basically worth something. Yeah, you I you constantly have to do it. Would and you say tra- it's trauma though? Would you say you you'd use art as a medium to try and segregate these emotions? I mean, I feel like music is one that like really helps me with that kind of thing. I think music because there's a lot you can resonate with with music. No, because music. Yeah. No, but the thing about the thing mm-hmm. about music is sometimes a song hits me a little bit too hard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you hear a verse or a lyric. And it reminds you of that person. And yeah, and it just fucks you up. It just fucks up your day. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, I have, bro, I have like. There's songs I can't listen to. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, the, it's crazy the power music can have on an individual, just like by it's bringing up. It's because you associate memories. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, just memories to that song. It's no, like, it's, it's like it's not just a song. Not it's just, just it's experience. Not even, it's not even just memories. It's that yeah, yeah. It's like you, you hear certain lyrics or something, or the way someone's voice is, and you just hear that and person. It just, you it just feel touches them, you, bro. So. Like I think old Sam Smith. Old Sam oh. Smith. You know, like old Sam Smith. I'm not. What is it? I'm not the only one or whatever. Uh, Stay with me. Stay too good at goodbyes and shit. Hosier, dude. Hosier songs got me in my. Yeah. Oh, what's that, what's that fucking Take song? What's that Take fucking? Me to church, I hate you. I love uh, you. Bro. Oh yeah. That yeah. shit. Yeah. No. Or oh, Alicia Keys. Like no one. Fucking, oh shit. The Chainsmokers. Uh, don't let me down. Don't let me down. Bro. Yeah. You know what? Because I, I I I made a whole fucking playlist <laughs> about it. See, I mean, we literally curate music to our emotions, man. Like, like you know how mad that's that the is. Power. That's the power. Exactly. Of it. No, it was, it was more because for me, I started making playlists because I'd shuffle my light songs uh-huh. and I'd get whiplash from it. Yeah. So I was like, let me. So like, I got like the Afrobeat playlist. I got my Latin music playlist. Mm-hmm. I got all of that. Yeah, like fucking. Hey, some of these songs, bro. Like Passenger, Let Her Go. I can't. I get to it every time. Yeah. I can't not. That song just. It's something about it just touches my soul. I think music. Music can do that i know there's songs where because I, I know for me sometimes there's songs where the song will 
express how I'm feeling mm. better than I can. Yeah. Whether that means me being in love with somebody or me mm. being happy or me being depressed or whatever, like the the song articulates it so much better than I would be able to. Yeah. That's what it is. Like music is art. It's a way of expressing yourself. So these people are just like us. Like they're expressing all these emotions finding the right medium to, to do that. No, but so they just bring it all together and then you just feel that because you're just like them. Because they're artists, we put them on this again, this pedestal. This pedestal, like, yeah, exactly. They can't be normal people, but it's no, like they're going the, through the exact same. Like yeah, us. like most of the things they yeah. write about, it's like, oh, I had they're an argument with my, with my girlfriend, now let me talk about this in a song. Literally, oh, I, 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 I felt some emotion for this person I met, let me talk problem. about this in a song. Yeah, yeah I think so that's why we feel what they're feeling because we feel the same shit. We're humans at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I I think it's tough because hearing a song, you almost feel like, yo man, he wrote this for me. Mm. Like he's speaking to yeah. me at this time. Yeah. But then you yeah. listen to it a week later and it's not the same. Mm. Like I think it's almost, uh, uh, the songs are static, but the emotions are not. Mm-hmm. The emotions are very fluid. The you know, feelings change about stuff. You could hate someone one day and love them the next. You know, I, mm. you know, I can think of people where it's like, I haven't liked this person for, for a while. And then suddenly, they start being my mate. Yeah, or or yeah, yeah or or, some, or there's somebody who you feel you know you 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 feel great fondness for, and then you're like, mm. oh that now nah, I'm not, I don't mm. feel that, and and he, and that could switch back and forth. That you could you could like someone, dislike someone, mm. and then like them again. Absolutely, it's not static, but the the music is generally static. Mm. The music is a, is a is a constant that like you can just have in your life that like kind of t- takes you back, it, it, it give you memories or it, it, like. It's it's supposed to it's capture a moment in time. That's how I view music. I mean, mm. anyone who creates anything in art in general, they're they're trying to capture a moment in time that they're or an emotion that they're feeling or like a, an idea that they're having that they're trying to put out there. And like that that will always stay as a constant. But I feel like the, y- your interpretation as to how you respond to that song will always change or respond to that type of medium. The will music always doesn't change. change. I mean, emotions. to me, like I'll I'll, I'll 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 delve this into movies as well. There's certain movies where I watch one time and I'll be like, oh, like for Dune, for example. I I, I love the I love the sci-fi element of thing. I'll, I'll watch mm. Dune the first. And I'll, I'll be thinking, oh, how does how does this correlate to the book? Is it the same? Is it the sa- is it is it not? The second time I watch it, I look mm. at more of the characters. I look at the acting. Like each time I like that that constant the is same, there, but there's like so much you can take out yeah. of just a piece of art in mm. general that I just find fascinating. Like it's 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 it's, yeah. it's it's a constantly evolving, even though it's just a constant. Like you can learn so much from so much yeah, from yeah, it depending on the mood yeah. you're in, regardless of the fact that it just stands as, as its own well, unique. Mm-hmm. Piece. I think. When I'm when I'm in a weird place in my life, like maybe I'm really sad or obsessed by something, I generally watch things I've already seen. Mm-hmm. Like I want to. It gives tra- you a sense of comfortability. Yeah, right? I want to watch Training Day like again. Yeah. Like last week, <laughs> fucking phenomenal film. <laughs> phenomenal film, I right? Just, I can't disagree. But with when that. I'm in a better place, I'll go. On, I'll go and explore new stuff. Yeah. Mm. So and I I, I I look at that different. Like I started watching the Equalizer again, the first one. Oh, the Equalizer just slaps! Have you seen really. the Equalizer three yet? I, I don't know no, if it's coming out. It's, it's coming out. I've seen the trailer. It's it looks incredible. And in, in Italy as well, man. That's gonna be a. Yeah, like I, I think I, that's I've seen the that movie. Needed. I've seen it like Bro, probably ten times. When the oh. first one came out, I was watching. I watched that like five times. That shit pants. It's like, bro, it was just different because I had the speakers every everywhere. Just the whole setup, just chilling there, the popcorn, just like, what the fuck, bro? Denzel Washington. Just old man Denzel. What would your final take be on um, the effect of art in your life then? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, well, it's an expressive movie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's something that you're going to approach differently depending on where you are. There's going to be songs that 
I really like today that I don't want to listen to tomorrow because mm. I'm in a different state of mind or yeah. a movie I like now that in 20 years time I look back on and go I really don't know what I saw in that film yeah. TV shows painting I, art is very subjective yeah subjective it's subjective it's not mm. you know it's that whole when you used to be fucking in art class it's a fluid form of expression I feel yeah, yeah. when you in art they'd say that's the problem what is it concrete or yeah. abstract something like that in school, like they try to like just make it as narrow as possible. Draw a so fish. Or that's whatever. what we associate art with. Just like, but in reality, it's like actually something that's a lot more. It's yeah, life, it's really it's everything. Yeah. Like, you can't really describe it in just one word. Mm-hmm. It's just no, so many. I think art can be art can be smoother. Like there's exactly. a, there's, there's a there's a flower in my mm. in my mom's garden that every year grows back. Yeah. Every year grows back. That in itself is art. It's a yeah. be, it's a, it's like I think it's a rose or something. Yeah. It's just a beautiful flower that sits in the corner. As of the long as you think it's art, and it that's is. art. Yeah. But it's not the same. Art is a very very broad term and a exactly. very broad umbrella, and I think it gets kind of it gets school. narrowed down. It, it gets, gets narrowed down school. to like it's Picasso school. and shit. Exactly. Basically, it's school bro. But they'll say it's it's funny that I think but they'll say art. Those people when people say art, a lot of people think painting. Mm-hmm. But then they'll say a musician is an artist. No, for example, uh, we're, we're, I'm going to use um, our canvassing thing as an example. When we were trying to get guests for this first ever podcast, we were talking about, oh, are you interested in art? Every time we ask every that, time, immediately yeah. the, the conception is, oh, paintings, oh, mm-hmm. uh, Picasso. No, no that's, I didn't know much about that's, Yeah, that's what Literally, I did. Yeah, that's, that's what I did. I, yeah, I, like, I, don't, I don't really know much exactly, about it. Exactly, but then when you delve into it, you realize that realize it's, 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 it's a very incredibly broad like, term. We just, people use it like too, in too constricted mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you can draw. Yeah, you're so artistic, but it's like, I appreciate music, and no, I think music yeah. is art. It's yeah. just how it will affect you. It's, like, like, mm-hmm. it's not. I think it's something that can make you feel some type of way. Oh yeah, that's what it's right. about the emotions. That's that's what determines what art is. Because like for basketball, for example, like I find like art in basketball. I'll yeah. be honest with you. The, 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 when, when I see someone shooting, up, sorry, but when I see someone <laughs> shooting, uh, like excited. The, <laughs> The perfect form to me is art. Like the perfect shooting form. When Clay Thompson shoots, uh, it is fucking art. And I'm sorry, anyone can, anyone can disagree with me, mm, but the way that man mm. bounces the ball and goes into his mm. rhythm, it feels like he's done that a million times. Yeah. You know what? I was literally get well, not Clay Thompson, and it's a shooting guard as well, mm-hmm. and a small forward, Camelo mm-hmm. Anthony and oh. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know what basketball is, it doesn't matter. You don't need to know. Anyways, so when you're playing one on one, there's this like three main moves that he can use and it's called the jab step the pump fake and I guess the one dribble spin move or fadeaway I remember this very particular moment in basketball where Kobe Bryant like he literally just one dribble jab step pump fake one dribble turned around and just a fadeaway that was a Kobe special it was beautiful that was the Kobe special yeah I was seeing I was like no one else could understand to them it was just a great basketball move but just putting all those moves together it was just a work of art it's like it's basically Picasso. He was creating his masterpiece in that one move. Mm-hmm. Well, three moves, mm-hmm. combining them to create this one grand move. And it was like, I was like, what the fuck? That is a work of art. For me, right there and then, that was art. Yeah, to too many people, Leo Messi is a work of art. Yeah, but that's my question would be, has the definition of it expanded? I feel like it should expand. I mean, historically, art has always been something that has constantly expanded, evolved, grown, yeah, but it's changed. But in terms of like, the connotation of art is pain, right? Yeah. Cool. So are you, are you, do you think that the... The, the term has broadened out across to music or uh, moments in school the, or 
the sunset or whatever. The overarching main aim of this podcast, or at least what we're trying to emulate with it, is to try and create that description of what art truly is, where it's not just paintings, it's not just music. It, it, it can quite literally be anything in life that you associate mm. and find meaning in. That's what art really is. Art is something that requires free thought. That's basically all it is. It's, it's something that's constru- it's, it's not constructed to like a point where it's logical. Art is something that's illogical. It's, it's like it, 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 you can find mm. art in anything. You can find art in a fucking tree. You can find art in a sunset. Like that, that's the beauty of art. You can find art in the stars. Yeah. Like it's, it, you can find art in almost anything, which I feel I, it, we, we've grown from a society where we've gone into s- such logical thinking, where we've, we have these nine to five jobs, where we're just constantly thinking about, ooh, how do I get my next paycheck? How do I get my next meal? Like, like that's all you think about. Oh, wh- wh- what do I do for my next loan? I feel about gratitude. I mean, that's something I've been trying to, mm-hmm. I've been trying to practice the past few months. Hmm. I think that, I mean, I've, I've been on a bit of a journey with that with a lot of shit in my life at the moment, but I think gratitude was, was a big one, is trying to be grateful for different stuff. Cause I think when you first start, mm. you're like, oh, I'm grateful for the roof from my head, I'm grateful for my bed. Yeah. But the it's, little things. Yeah, it's when you start being grateful, I'm grateful the bus was on time. Mm. I'm grateful I went to the gym and mm. I didn't have to wait for any of the machines I needed to use. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm grateful for that five minute conversation I had with a guy I haven't seen for a couple of months or I'm glad that I'm grateful that I got this work done or mm-hmm. I'm grateful for you know I, I'm grateful that my, my song shuffle playlist yeah. ended up being songs that I all like and I didn't have to change mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. it's those little things mm-hmm. I know for me being more aware of them mm-hmm. and actively saying to myself I'm grateful for this has very much changed my things in my life like my perspective on a lot of shit that's how it should be in the world it is it is because you're told that the things that you're meant to you know be grateful for like these big things like going to uni graduating getting a job but what about the fact that you could have been hit by the bus no but i but think that, that i don't know you that i think little weird things that might not make sense to anyone else but it's like to you that was a very gratifying experience yeah. like the, the some like some days you, li- you you're literally yeah. just thankful for a conversation you had with like literally you know, a literal stranger it's, it's that gratitude this because I, I, I think gratitude and humility kind of um interject yeah they they there's a lot of crossovers mm-hmm. i think i think i mean they're virtues i'm i'm trying to work on practicing more in myself because yeah. i think having having that gratitude and having that because i don't think humility is what's the expression they say it's not thinking low of yourself but it's thinking it's having a realistic view on your strengths and your weaknesses yeah. and i know i'm reasonably athletic Mm-hmm. But I know plenty of people who are more athletic than me. Yeah. We play basketball, you're going to rinse me. You, you, you're going to rinse me. Are you sure about that? Yeah, just, <laughs> beca- just because you, like, that's your sport. Yeah. You've got a lot more If we play American football, I'm going to get smashed. Exactly, right? It, it's, it's a different, or it's like, okay, I think I'm reasonably intelligent, yeah. but there are plenty of people I know who mm-hmm. will blow me out of the water. Mm-hmm. And it's just having that understanding of, okay, I'm good at this, this is something I'm not so good at. What can I do to work on, on that? And then you can be grateful for the opportunity for that. It's about, just about knowing who you are. It's a whole thing, that whole thing from, oh, what's the movie, bro? Um, is it Evan Almighty? Evan Almighty, Evan Almighty. I love Evan Almighty. Yeah. You know yeah, when he yeah, says something yeah. like, mm. when, you pray f- when you pray for patience, he gives you an opportunity to be patient. Or mm. Something like that. I, I think yeah. something like that, like, it's, ta- it's taking those opportunities, I think. I'm... I like to, I'm, I'm, I'm open-minded about life. I yeah. think you don't know what's coming around the corner. You don't know whether someone from five years ago is going to reappear. Mm-hmm. 
that yeah. could be a friend, someone you dated, a relative, whatever. You don't know what's going to happen. My mother always says, don't try and make a decision. Don't try and make a future decision now because you don't know what emotional state you're going to be in. And don't judge a past decision because you're not in that emotional state now. Mm. That's indeed shit. My mother's a wise woman. <laughs> but All moms are wise women. No, but that, that for me, mm. that uh, those are words I try and live by in terms of... Yeah. People, people say to me like, "Oh, oh what, oh, what do you, what are you gonna do, uh, you know, in November?" I'm like, "You don't know." I'm, I'm, I, I, the emotional state I'm in now. I might not be in that emotional state two weeks from now. Yeah, my decision will like be different. To do, but you don't know what you're gonna be doing. Yeah, exactly. And I think about past stuff. I think about mistakes I've made, and of course, there are things I regret, and there are things where I go, "Damn, I'm ashamed of myself for doing that." Yeah. But it's trying to forgive yourself because I say, you know, I know. I say how I can think about things I've said or things I've done in a state of high emotion mm-hmm. and then when you're down the line I'm not in that emotion state anymore but I understand what my mentality was I understand okay maybe I said XYZ because I was in that high state of emotion I did XYZ because mm-hmm. I was in that high state of emotion and you go yeah it probably wasn't the best decision it probably w- I can look back and go that was dumb but I know where I was so I say it's done now Maybe I maybe I wish I'd done it differently, but I didn't. I think some, something that a lot of people should try and implement in their in their lives more is a growth mindset, reflection and a growth mindset. Yeah. Re- reflecting on your day in general can have so many benefits just because you are thinking about the actions you're taking. It's, it's uncomfortable. Absolutely, it's uncomfortable to look at it, especially. You have to be able to criticize yourself. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. That's un- you that's have to be uncomfortable. Unbiased. I just be, I did this and mm-hmm. it wasn't right. Exactly. Even though I was shouting at this person, I had no right to shout at it. Exactly. I remember, I remember, I was dating a girl and I was filling out some application for something. And I was just, I was, I can't even remember what I was doing. I just had a shitty day and I was stressed about this application. I can't even remember what she did. She she said something or did something that just, normally it would it would bug me a little bit, but I just, mm. whatever. And it, I snapped on her, just mm. for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, a, I was an asshole for that. Mm. I was a dick for that. And then she was silent treatment for the next, like, <laughs> two hours, right? Because this was, like, late at night. This was, like, 11 at night. So she had said, like, five words to me yeah. for the rest of the night. And now me, where I was, I was like, man, I'm not saying sorry. I didn't do nothing wrong. Because mm. for me, at the time, I'm thinking, what she did really annoyed me. But then that's when you have to have that kind of humility and say, okay. To actually look back. I'm hurt. Not only am I hurting her, mm. I'm hurting us. Mm-hmm. So we're lying. Up. She, she literally just told me, like, night. And she rolled over. Mm. She's rolled over on the side of the bed. And I was like, I was lying there for like five minutes going, shit, man. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta apologize. So I just like poked her in the back yeah. and was like, look, okay, I'm really sorry. Like, I shouldn't yeah. speak to that. That's not okay. Mm. And I basically just explained, you know, you know, I was really stressed. And, and she was really like, Thank you, like, I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. And we had, like, a real mature conversation about it. And shit was cool from there. But the only reason why that even happened is because you had that yeah, cause self-reflection. Yeah, it's, it's true. Just let go of the ego. No, because that's the thing. When it's, a, when it's a smaller thing like that, I think it's... Yeah, that's a good point. Ego. Ego's a good point. But ego I think that's kills the man. Yeah. No, see, that... Ego is... Ego is important. Though. I mean, it depends. You, you on should the have the ego. You should have the faith like, in yourself. But yeah, yeah, I think ego depth is also important, just in general, when it comes to opening up and being vulnerable to another person. When it comes to like an argument, especially like letting go of it, like it's very hard for you to criticize yourself when you argue with something. 
Like you never, you're never gonna be like, yeah, this this argument happened. I said this and that, and it was all my fault. I did this personally. Right? You're gonna be like, yeah, they said this to me though. So mm-hmm. it's like no, because I was just I, defending I, myself. I think in love, in terms of relationship or friendship, I think love requires sacrifice. Not only just sacrifice, but it requires you to be. You're working as a team, as a unit. Yeah. Right. You are only as strong as your weakest link, and I can say for me. Mm. I, there's been times where I've been the weakling mm-hmm. because my mind is not right, and that's something I'm 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 working on now. I'm in therapy working on these demons that I told myself that's ego as well. Mm. Ego tells me, yeah, I've got these demons, but I dealt with them. Yeah, they don't affect me. Right they now. don't affect me. Yeah, but they do. You just don't, don't want to admit it to yourself. Yeah, you yeah, you, yeah. You're like, yeah, or or this shit happened ten mm. years ago, bro. This doesn't affect me anymore, but it does. Mm. Yeah, and. Having that, in that kind of mm. romance, well, maybe just it could be friendship too. Like when it comes to love, I think it's being able to be open about that stuff mm. with another person and saying like, okay, maybe they did something that, and I'm again, I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of this. I, I, I'm talking of this shit. I'm guilty of because communication is massive, mm. and I know for me, I'll communicate great on ninety percent of stuff. But when it comes to where my head is at or my emotions about something, yeah. I'm not good at that. I'm not good. Yeah, I'm, it's not even foggy, but it's like you I can't. always think I'm not. I don't know how to express that. Mm-hmm. So what my expression comes out in terms of action, in terms of oh, oh, you've got you know you like this chocolate, and I'm on the way to your house, so I I'm saw it and I bought it. Chocolate. Yeah, exactly. Or it's those little oh, things. you're in the shower, so I'll just like. I know you wanted these particular clothes, so I'll just grab them and put them out. Yeah. Like, because I think love, love is not... It's the love language. No, because, no, it's not even love language, but it's like, love is not big gestures. Love is not, you know, flowers and a throwing rocks at the window with green box in it. It's not, love, love is... It's how you made that person feel. Love is... Love it's is a small gesture, it's, it's, it's a small thing that you don't have to do, but you choose decisions. to do because you care. Mm. It's small, regular decisions. Mm. It's that, hey, I saw this today, miss you. That little text, it takes two seconds, mm-hmm. and boom, it's showing that appreciation. Maybe someone cooks for you. Maybe you're with someone and they cook for you, and you go, "Wow, buddy, this is delicious. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it." That's small. That's yeah. it's it, it is an it's maybe ten additional seconds in your day that you take away from whatever. But that will go so far. I think when you when you show someone that you value them mm-hmm. and you appreciate, now you're gonna make mistakes. I've done that. But I, where those mistakes can not outweigh, outweigh the wrong word, but can cloud those good deeds. You're going, those mistakes are going to happen. But if you have those in the back, I can say for me, I take solace thinking, wow, like I, I may have not been perfect. I may have made mistakes, but I, my intentions were pure. Yeah. yeah. And I came in with a mindset of I'm here to, to value you, to cherish you, to appreciate everything that you are. And, to, and, and, and for us to, to build together exactly and that's difficult that's uh, especially if it ends that's very difficult mm. because that's but like i said earlier sometimes you're just not ready some like i can say to me receiving the kind of love that i want i know i'm not ready for it mm. i know the kind of love that i say to myself yeah i want that i don't think in myself right now where i am i would know best how to handle that yeah because my mind would go, nah, bro, 
she's out to get you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Even though it must be like an yeah, yeah. Even though there's no yeah. reason, yeah, they they given me no reason to doubt them. Yeah, I know I've done it. Games We've somehow come full circle and back yeah. self doubt. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. oh, I think I, I think it's big, man. I think I think because love is such a double edged sword. Mm. On one hand, it can be beautiful, yeah, and pure and, and this magical thing you feel like you can take on 10 men but it can also take you to yeah. it can also bring you to the depths of despair man it can take you to like places that wow you're like i didn't even know shit could get this it's long. a really strong dimension it's, it's it, yeah it's such a powerful, powerful it just embodies really powerful. and you look at people who are like that and until you're in it you don't like you feel like this person's being irrational and then you're there and you go oh no i get it yeah you go, no, I understand why they were like yeah. blowing up this person's phone or why they were drinking or whatever. You, like, you get it. It encapsulates yeah. the human experience. It like, really does. You it feel really everything does. when you're yeah. in love. Jealousy, hate, anger, just everything in one. Just due to that one emotion. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I think that's a good that's a good stopping point as well for this first podcast. So we 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 have <laughs> talked about a lot. I mean yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah, really liked it. But yeah, I hope the listeners also enjoyed it. Sure. Um yeah, stay tuned for episode two.